And we are back. Episode three of the Football Not Soccer podcast. Here with myself and my lovely co-host, William. Willie, say, say hello to the people. Let them know how, they, how you're doing. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing? You know, I'm out here living life. Another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. Another round of fixtures. And we are back with the third edition on our glorious journey to podcast fame and potentially shame. Who knows? Uh, we'll keep it going. But um, yeah, well, so international breaks finally fucking over. And we are back to the serious football with the actual teams that we are emotionally invested in. So your initial thoughts from match day four in the Premier League. First things first, we scored our first goal of the season and we got our first win of the season. Arsenal. Round of applause for Arsenal football goal, getting their first points off 20th place. Let's go. And I promise you, that was the sloppiest goal I've ever seen in my entire life, bro. But I'll take it. I'll take it. It was a bombing too, you know? A bombing. Yeah, we take those. <laughs> but other than that, bro, this this week was actually really interesting. The I think the highlight game that people didn't expect to happen was the Crystal Palace and Tottenham. The 3-0 for Palace. My man's oh, door. That. that was a 4.30 kickoff my time, and I woke up and laid on the couch for that. Yeah, dude, I woke up for that too, bro. But it was a game. It was a good game, man. Hey, there was there was peak drama. We had a red card. We had a fake fight. We had a brace debut off the bench from Odson Edward. So congratulations to Crystal Palace and manager Patrick Vieira getting his first win as Palace boss. Crystal Palace's first home win of the season. First win, full stop. Um, but yeah, I was really. I guess we'll just. We might as well start there. Maybe we can go. Yeah, we can go briefly chronologically. Yeah, we'll start there. It's I was really impressed. I was equally as impressed with Palace as I was disappointed with Tottenham. I understand Son was injured. I get that. I hear that. But at the same time, Nuno, I don't understand why he had to actually play like three holding midfield players and try this Deli Alley left wing nonsense. But it is what it is. Spurs are Spurs. They are what they are. Um, but no, I was happy for Palace. Yes. And I think it's vitally important that Palace as a team do well this year because there's not many black managers in the Prem. I believe the only two are Nuno and Vieira, and I'm not exactly sure when we started putting Nuno in that category or how or why he's there, but, I mean, fair enough. I guess we'll take it. But, um, yeah, it's representation's important. Palace is a very – it's it's definitely – a very black team like Palace is everybody's second team. I just really hope that 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 they do well this season for everyone's sake. Because I don't know when the next chance is going to come for a black manager in the Prem, but I know that Vieira being mid table and having Palace play de- decent ball will let that like come a lot sooner than it's usually expected. Yeah, and if you remember when we were uh, when we were doing the Prem talk, I think the first episode. We both called Crystal Palace as one of those teams that are low-key, you know, that they could actually do some damage throughout the season. Now, we did say that. Everybody picked Palace to get relegated. And um, anybody who did it, you're anti-black. I don't care. How dare you? <laughs> bro, my man's uh, – you know who was amazing that game was Zaha, bro. Zaha was tearing it up. Bro, Zaha is like the X- – Zaha is such an X-factor player. Like, he's so funny. Anytime he got the ball and he had Emerson one-on-one – he was just skinning past them. Like, he's so effective. Mm. He would have, like, the best tactical setup in the world. 
the moment Palace catch you in transition and Zaha's going one on one with somebody, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, he was he was balling out, and my man's uh, Edward bro came out two goals. I called it too, bro. I knew it when I was watching. I was like, man, the moment Edward comes on here and Benteke comes off, bro, that's easy two goals instantly. My man just completely balled out. Nothing but faith, you know. For anyone who doesn't know, Will and I are in the same draft FPL league, and we played this weekend, and Will murdered me. Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. I literally caught him, got him in the on Friday. I was like, yo, I have faith. My guy's gonna be a beast. I got it. And he complete he's the reason you got clapped, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. He's the reason you got and I think he's not the sole reason, but he's definitely up there. So yeah, shout out to Edward, shout out to Zaha, shout out to Vieira. Uh commiserations to Tottenham. It's kind of funny seeing Tottenham with three wins and a zero goal difference. <laughs> but um, I mean it is what it is. So yeah. um where do you want to go next, Will? Uh, the Wolves finally got a win. Wolves finally. Hey, made Wolves got a win that I predicted on this podcast for mm-hmm. our episode one, actually. Uh, yeah, I said Wolves weren't as bad as the table suggested. It was a matter of time until they were going to begin scoring goals. They play too proactively and too positively to just actually be down there the entire season relative to the talent of the teams around them. I think I'm really I'm really well I'm really happy to see it. It would be nice if their front three started clicking and started like producing some form of like goal output because they won't get too far if Jimenez and Triori and Trincao don't figure it out. But I mean it's good for them to see a win. Third loss in a row for Watford, so that's kind of worrying. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean good victory for Wolves. Clean sheet. Um, yeah, it's been it, Wolves are actually like a more exciting watch than most. I feel like most expected. I think the thing about Wolves is that they've been creating a lot of chances. Like within these last couple of games or their the previous games, it wasn't a issue that they weren't creating chances. They were creating just no one was finishing. And yep. I think if I'm not wrong, that was uh, Juan Hichan's first uh, game. Yeah, that was his first game because he got presented before they played United. His first appearance off the bench and he scored. Yeah, he's. Big ups to him, man. I feel like he's I feel like he's gonna be a key player for him. Him and Raul, he meant us both are about to ball out. Bro, whoever scores the goals for him, because um Huang Hee Chan, he's been playing like consistent European football for Salzburg. Like he's not a complete unknown product on the continent. So it's good to see Wolves with enough talent and a coherent system to really be able to take advantage away from home. But um Watford, third loss in a row after starting with that opening 3-2 win versus Villa. I don't want to see Watford go on too much of a slide because we know how they're so trigger-happy in terms of managers. But, um, yeah, I hope they can turn it around soon. But, hey, I mean, three points after four matches, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, and then we have uh, Brentford-Brighton. I think that was the most surprising game for us because I think both of us called Brentford to win that game. But, oh, I said it was going to be a draw. Oh, you did call a draw. You said Brentford were going to win. Said I said it was going to be a draw. Man, you're both wrong, by the yeah, way. Brighton won via a 90 minute, 90th minute goal from Leandro Trossard. So um, congrats to Brighton. This is their second clean sheet and third win from their opening four matches. I think it took them something crazy like 15 matches last year to win their third game. So, um, yeah, Brighton doing well in the opening of this this edition of the Premier League. And, I mean, they didn't exactly solve 
the striker issue, but they seem to be scoring enough goals for now to be getting points. So props to them. But yeah, I was this was one of the few this was the only match in that 3 p.m. UK time kickoff on Peacock that was working for me at a point. Oh yeah, Peacock wasn't working this weekend, bro. I was Yo, Peacock, Peacock, figure your shit out. NBC Sports, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know why you would be. Please, please, please figure that out because no one wanted to watch Brentford and Brighton, but I feel like so many of us had to. We were forced to watch that game, bro. I was so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to see this. There's so much going on around us. Um, real quick, Southampton nil, West Ham nil. Did you watch any of this? Uh, I don't watch Southampton or West Ham at all, bro. The one game I was uh I was flipping between was Arsenal Norwich and uh, United Newcastle, bro. My man's Ronaldo. Two goals. Bro, before we get to Ronaldo, real quick, Southampton nil, West Ham United nil. I watched the highlights. It didn't look like anything too much was going on. But um, Armando Broya came off the bench, the Chelsea Loney, to Southampton for the season. He hit the post, and he had a header cleared off the goal line. Uh, FPL alert. This will be one of our few FPL notifications. I'm sure a lot of you who are tuned into that scene know. Mikel Antonio got a double yellow, so he was sent off against Southampton and will be suspended for their hosting of Manchester United next Sunday. So, uh, yeah, guys, make the changes to your FPL team as necessary. But Mikel Antonio will most definitely not be there. And as for that game, that's really all there is to say. Speaking of Man United, we will pivot there. The homecoming, the return of Mr. CR7. And um, thanks to a bit of sketchy goalkeeping and potentially brown envelopes, he scored a brace this weekend. But um, in all seriousness, Newcastle are complete and utter shit, and I hope they go down. But, yeah, easy three points for United. Yeah, easy three points for United. Pogba with a seventh assist, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Pogba has seven assists through four games, which is mildly – well, it's not even mildly. That's outrageous. That's so, um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how that goes. And then we got Bruno with the banger. Did you see that Bruno banger? That one was a beauty, bro. I did, I did, I did. So, I mean, good for them. Um, We will get into how they fared later in the week on a later episode, but um, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Believe me. People, we will we will touch on it. But yeah, I mean, good for United. They got the points, scored a bunch of goals, conceded again. But um, I'm just kind of worried for Newcastle, man. I mean, I'm not worried because I want them to go down, but like I think they should be worried. I just don't see where the points are going to come from anytime soon. Yeah, they're having a they're having a really hard time trying to score. When I was watching the game, I saw a couple chances that they missed. Like there was a couple little sweats that they could have just passed it inwards. That they just didn't do. It looks like their mm-hmm. midfield is struggling, to be honest. Bro, you were uh, struggling. It's Callum Wilson and St. Maximin, and just pretty much that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's honestly what it is. It's them against the world, which is unfortunate. And it's hard when Callum Wilson's injured. So it's just St. Maximin out there pretty much by himself. Yeah. I don't know, bro. That team, that team's definitely not on the right track. Bro, that team's they're going down. Please, 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 if there is a God, if you are listening to the Football Not Soccer podcast in its third edition, then please let Newcastle go down. <laughs> were, you able to, were you able to catch the Leicester City game? Because I think that's the game we were trying to watch. Yeah, right? bro, I was half asleep. I was trying to watch it. But um, I got a notification. Bernardo Silva scored. I went back and watched the highlights. I was – I mean, City do their normal thing where they sustain pressure. And they're not outrageously clinical, but I mean, they did enough to get the points and they walk away with the clean sheet. 
So, um, I mean, three more points. City have now scored 11 goals, conceded one. They are up to nine points on the season. I think it was pretty much a job well done for them. Sheesh, bro. The City team is looking scary, bro. You think they can win it this season? Of course, of course, City. Of, of course, City can win it. It would be naive to rule them out. They are defending champions. Yeah. Of course they could win it. Do I think they will? No, but I wouldn't be shocked if I woke up one day in May and they were lifting the trophy. I wouldn't be shocked at all. <laughs> then after that game, we got the Chelsea-Aston Villa game. I thought that game was a good game. Chelsea. Oh, bro, you didn't want to go more in-depth about Arsenal's amazing three points? Bro, that game was awful, bro. It was so bad, man. Like, <laughs> I saw you tweeting. I was like, it can't be that bad. And I turned it on. I'm like, well, it's chaotic, so that must be fun. Bro, it was it was just so bad. Like, we scored, but we played absolutely awful. Like, that Arsenal team is honestly, like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's really hard to explain. The, the team itself isn't clicking. Players aren't doing what they have to do. The manager is just, he's not it. I think the only best thing that happened to us this weekend was Tomiyasu, the mm-hmm. the new signing we have, bro. He completely balled out. My my guy was everywhere. He did what he had to do, left and right, defensively, offensively. He did what he had to do. But other than uh, that, I hear that. But then again, you are playing Norwich. They're the worst. Team yeah, and, and and the craziest thing is like when I was watching the game. I literally at one point I was like, this game is gonna end in a draw. We're either gonna lose or we or this game's gonna end in a draw. And it just just shows how down bad we are right now, bro. I put down cheeky money on a draw. So I was disappointed when Pookie's attempt at the end got blocked, but it's like damn. Bro, that goal we scored too, it should not even gone in, bro. It was it was it was honestly one of those lucky shots that just happened to rebound and just land at the right spot. Like it, it was Sometimes one of those times you need some of that. It was bad, bro. Arsenal, down bad. My team. But yeah, it happens. Hey, at least you're in 16th now. You're out of the relegation zone, so big ups to you guys. We're getting that goal difference back bit by bit. It's okay. One goal, one goal. We got to we gotta be Burnley next time now. <laughs> hey, but, yeah, we can move across London to the home of the current European champions. Chelsea 3, Aston Villa 0. I did a watch-along for this on the This Is Football YouTube channel run by my good friend Hussam. So if any of you are listening and you're not subscribed over there and you would like to see more of my beautiful face, go ahead and subscribe and hang out while I watch Chelsea games with all of you. But yeah, for that first half, Saul played like shit, but it was good to see him start. He got hooked at halftime. Jorginho came on. Lukaku brace. Kovacic scored off a Mings mistake. I feel like Tyron Mings makes a lot of mistakes. Um, I'm not sure how he's still in the England frame, but fair enough. But, um, yeah, man, to be honest, we didn't play fantastically well, but it helps to have a clinical world-class number nine up front because Lukaku took both his chances really, really well. Special shout-out to Mateo Kovacic for – Bro, he had one hell of a game, bro. Handling his business in the midfield like a boss. Uh, my guy, my number eight. And uh, I just wish that our fans would appreciate him more, do a better job, and understand – He's good at what he's good at, and he's not going to improve much in terms of shooting. It just is what it is. Not everyone is a clean ball striker. We just have to get over it. Not every midfielder can run to the top of the box and shoot like Frank Lampard, no matter how much we would want that to happen. Everybody's not built like that. So Kovacic has his own sets of skills, and they're very help- They're very useful for us at most times. Bro, that's first, that first goal? 
Yeah, what's up? That you guys scored that Kovacic carry, that dribble. He, oh my goodness, that was beautiful. I literally was in shock. I was like, oh my goodness. I thought it was Saul at first, but then I was like, oh my god, that's Kovacic who just completely carried the whole team right there. Bro, he does it all the time. <sighs> He's amazing, bro. He's a very good, very good midfielder. Very He's underrated, in my opinion. He's my guy, my guy, Mateo Kovacic, one of my favorite players to watch. Shout out on the past, Lukaku cuts inside Chuanzevi. Sends him for a sandwich. Good finish on the right. Love that one. And, I mean, the Lukaku third goal was impressive as well. Oh, yeah, that binger. It was like some type of FIFA goal, bro. My yep. guy got control of it, and out of nowhere, whew, near post, easy peasy. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Lukaku's looking serious. So, three more points for Chelsea. Up to 10, I believe, we're in second place on goal scored behind Manchester United. We're perfectly even with Liverpool, who we will actually jump to next. Liverpool 3, Leeds United 0. Obviously, before we talk about this, commiserations to Harvey Elliott. It looked like a nasty injury. At the time of recording, we've received news that he's had he's undergone successful surgery, and he's expected to return at some point this season for Liverpool. So that's good to hear. But um, as far as what we actually saw, Will, did you watch this game? If you did, what do you think about it? I this is one of the games I actually didn't watch like that, but I definitely did catch the highlights. I saw that uh Mane had his first goal, you know, after struggling. He hoped that would uh help me hopefully get his confidence up, you know, because I know he's been struggling these past few games for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I saw that uh Salah balled out as always. Salah, one hell of a game at guy's a beast. And um that's pretty much it. Then Fabinho, obviously Fabinho has a good game, bro. That guy's probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the in the league, bro. Guy's insane. But I didn't really I didn't really catch the game too much, brother. You have anything to say about it? Bro, it was hard to say because like Leeds get in these modes where they're gonna like run around, chase you all over the pitch, and they'll either get slapped or they'll try and slap you. So they just kind of have their off days. But no, I thought Liverpool looked good and nice and like composed and controlled. I was impressed. Even before the red card, it's not like Leeds were doing too much. So, yeah, I mean, it was a fairly routine afternoon for Liverpool. And that leaves us with our final game, Monday Night Football, a bit of Rafa Benitez versus Sean Dyche. I'm not sure why this game was put on Monday night. Yeah. Like Brentford-Brighton, but, like, fair enough. So, um, yes, I had the pleasure of watching this game. And if I'm honest... It wasn't that bad of a watch, actually. Really? What it was actually it? wasn't bad. The second half was exciting. So Everton played without Calvert Lewin. He's been nursing a broken toe. Oof. He apparently had some sort of thigh muscle issue in training this week as well. So Everton played with the front three of Damari Gray, Andros Townsend, and Richarlison. And they played four across well, they played with wing backs and three at the back. Okay. So they swapped systems. Burnley came out in their typical 4-4-2 during Bur- doing Burnley things. And at the moment, Burnley looked like they were in the ascendancy. They actually got a goal. And then Everton just hit them with three goals in like a crazy six-minute spell. Oh, wow. I yeah, yeah, yeah. The third time. one – well, the first one was a header on from Michael Keane. Um, Townsend cuts – he's on the right, cuts, cuts – uh, shifts it on his left and plays an in-swinging cross, and Keane flicks it in. The second one was a classic Andros Townsend banger, which I feel like has been a staple of the last five Premier League seasons. This man doesn't score many goals, but the ones he do when the ones he does score are outrageous. And the third one was a ridiculous Decore pass 
a through ball to Damari Gray, and Damari Gray scored his third goal in the season. Three goals and four appearances for Everton. So he's looking like an early contender for bargain of the summer, considering he cost $2 million from Leipzig. Yeah. Uh, no, it was from Leverkusen, brother. Or no. Leverkusen, my bad. Not Leipzig. Uh, any Bundesliga fans, don't shoot me. Bro, Demar Gray is an underrated player, bro. I feel like he has the potential to be a very good winger, man. Like, even back when he was in Leicester, he did what he had to do. Had that a rough spell out there at Leverkusen, but now it's looking like he's going to revive back here at Everton. I really do hope he does well. He's probably one of my low-key favorite players, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good to see him doing well, getting his career back on track. After the big move from Birmingham City to Leicester, it looked like it had just come a bit too soon for him. And he looks to have finally found his level because he's still a fairly young player. There's still a big future ahead of him if he wants to grasp it. And I just think, like, I know we say this a lot about Everton early in the season, but I feel like with Benitez as their manager and with the squad they have, I would expect Everton to make a serious push for the European places. I think it's definitely is possible, especially with their attack. Like, their attack is actually very underrated, and the fact that now they have Gray – their attack is looking really nice. Richardson does what he has to do. He's a great player. Then you have Carol Lewin, again, an insane striker. And with Gray added to the added there too, bro. It's they could definitely do some damage. And they also have a really um they have Hamas. Hamas is still there, right? Hamas He's Rodriguez. there, but he doesn't play. He's like not gonna play. What happened with that? I, I haven't he's even heard. Some, he's trying to force a move and Benitez doesn't want to use him. Oh man. Or something like that. So I mean Hamas is there, but he's basically not there. That's so unfortunate, man. Kind of is. It kind of is, but it is what it is. So that concludes our match day four review. So we are going to move to the part where we preview match day five. Full disclosure: this is my first look at the fixtures. We are just going to go down the list in chronological order, as per the Premier League website. Uh, the actual match day opens on Friday. So, fantasy people, have your teams ready by. Friday, 6.30 p.m. UK time, because that is when they lock. Um, FPL draft people, your waivers are going to go through at 11, at 7 p.m. on Thursday. So make sure you keep uh, keep track with all that, just so we're not a day off and a day late and our teams are locked where we don't want them to be. But Newcastle Open hosting Leeds United. I believe this is 19th versus 17th. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, Newcastle versus Leeds at St. James's Park. Newcastle in front of the Geordies. A bit shorthanded because I doubt Kyle Wilson will be returning for this. Versus Leeds, who may or may, may, or, not, may, or may not be without Pascal Strauch, who's appealing that red card on Harvey Elliott. But um, what do we think about this game, Will? Because I'm thinking Leeds win because I just think Newcastle are complete shit. Yeah, I'm thinking it's 2-1 so, for Leeds on this one, bro. We will see. Yeah, Newcastle, one point through four matches. Uh, five goals scored, 12 goals conceded. So Newcastle are the worst defense in the Premier League as of now. They've conceded more than Norwich, and Leeds are actually second worst at 11. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Please don't I'll send say Arsenal are third, third worst defense. Arsenal? Yeah. Um... At nine, I conceded nine. Yes, I think so. Yes, they are. You wow. guys did hold five in a game, so yeah. We're down bad, bro. We're down bad. Yeah, not great. But um, yeah, so Newcastle, so you're saying 
Leeds win. Do Newcastle sneak a point? What do you think? I got Leeds winning. to 2 no one for Leeds. That's what I got. Just Newcastle just can't – they haven't been able to do anything, you know. They can't seem to find their feet, and I, I just can't see them finding their feet this game just because the way Leeds play, it's like Leeds are either going to go all out well, they're going to go all out. That's just how they play. You know, they, they don't sit back. They don't wait on anyone. They're just going yeah. to allow and just completely, like, suffocate them. So I could definitely see Leeds winning this game, too, now. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to say Leeds 2-1. You think they're going to be able to score a goal? Yeah, bro. To be fair, Newcastle have scored five goals in their four matches. Like, it's not like – it's weird because they're just conceding a bunch, but – off the top of my head, the only match they failed to score in was the trip to Villa. Mm-hmm. But in the other three matches, they scored five times. Like, they scored at Old Trafford. They scored twice against West Ham and lost. And they would have had to score twice against some – oh, twice against Southampton at home. Yeah, like, I think St. Maximin's actually in good form. Like, he's got a goal. He's either got two or three assists, something like that. Like, Colin, Colin, I, Wilson, should, Colin Wilson should be starting, right? Um, should he? Because I know he had a hamstring injury like before international break. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Cause yeah, I just feel like this game might come too soon for him. Maybe might him for match day six, but I just I don't know. Like then again, I'm not really plugged in, but I I'm assuming he's not playing for this in my prediction. Because realistically, bro, it's it's like. I mean, you're right. You're right. Because the Leeds have conceded. Well, you said eleven goals, so yeah, they concede all the time. Yeah. And Newcastle yeah, right. do have max. I'm not saying they're going to win or even get points, but I think they'll score. Yeah. The score, scoring sounds about right, but I I don't know, bro. I could just. I'm going to say two or. Uh, actually, no, I'll say 3 1 leads. 3 1. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with 2 now just because the moment the second goal goes in, I could just see Newcastle putting their heads down. Okay. Maybe. So now we will shift over to Saturday. Early kickoff, 12 30 p.m. UK time. Wolves versus Brighton. What are we saying? Uh, Brentford, Wolves, Brentford is that right, Wolves versus Brentford, not Wolves versus Brighton. I apologize, people. <laughs> uh, I got a Wolves win actually. I could see, um, this is gonna sound weird. I 2 1 1 for Wolves, uh, especially since uh, their new signing, uh, what, what's his name, Juan Juan Kichan. Juan Kichan, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna come out there. He's gonna come out there. Then we still, then we got Jimenez as well, too. And again, like the same thing, we've been saying multiple. Multiple episodes is the fact that Wolves are creating chances. They just needed that one person to score. And I can see Jimenez and uh, Juan Chan coming out here and just banging in two goals. All right. I'm actually going to go with a Wolves win as well. I will say Wolves win one nothing. You think Brentford are very solid. They are a very solid outfit. They've only conceded, I think it's twice. Yeah, I think they've only they've only conceded twice. Yeah, they've only conceded twice. But Wolves create enough, and they're at home. They're coming off a victory. I think they have enough difference makers up top to get something. It's only a matter of time until Adama and Jimenez produce something. It's been four matches now. I need to see something from one of you, and I think Saturday is the time to see it. You know, this, this is not going to be a bad game to watch either, bro. I'm going to wake up for this one as well. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to wake up for this one. Cause... Yeah, because I was like, oh, because that actually, that's a bit of a clash of styles. It is back three versus back three. Like, it'll be interesting to watch. And I do find Adama as a neutral, like, I do find him entertaining. 
yeah, he's very entertaining to watch. Just seeing him charge at players, yeah, like, charge at backlines, bro. With yeah. these, like, he's all physical and freaking fast too, bro. It's it's just funny to see defenders struggle against him. Yeah, and but, so the first of the three p.m. kickoffs involves Williams' team traveling to Burnley. So William, I will leave this one to you. How do you feel about this? You know, I'm gonna be as honest as I can with you, bro, and non-biased. I could see us. I could see a zero-zero, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's zero. <laughs> you think a nil-nil? You don't think it'd be like a one-one? Nope. Zero-zero, bro. We're struggling to score. You, we already know how Burnley play. They're gonna play their four-four-two, park the bus. And yeah, this game is gonna be very uneventful, bro. Like this is probably gonna be a really boring game. I, I, this this game's gonna end zero zero. I'm sorry for all my Arsenal friends. I'm just being realistic. We played awful last week against Norwich. We we couldn't dictate tempo and playing against a low block team. That's like a kryptonite right there, man. I don't see as I don't see much on this one, brother. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say I will say one one. So I'll say one one. I think Chris Wood will score, but I think Arsenal will get a goal as well. You see, the reason I don't think we're going to score a goal is just because the way we scored at last goal was a very sloppy goal. It was like those very lucky sloppy goals. Uh-huh. Like we have yet to genuinely build up, like build up a beautiful goal or just play, just just a goal from open play that's nice to watch, you know? Like we, yeah, we haven't yet to do any of that. So that game, that. snooze fest, bro. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a snooze fest. No, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not watching this game at 7 a.m. on Saturday. Like, this will not be one of the ones I'm tuned in for. I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not watching that. Absolutely not, brother. I'll keep tabs for, like, banter's sake, but I'm, I'm not actually watching this. Uh, <laughs> next game, Liverpool play host to Crystal Palace. Uh, real quick, it'll be interesting because it's such a short turnaround from Liverpool's Champions League match on Wednesday. But um, I think they have enough to get a win. My hot take for the week is Palace will play very well. I think they will. I genuinely think they will. But I think they'll lose. I'll say 2-1 Liverpool. That's exactly what I was about to say. 2-1 Liverpool. It's because Crystal Palace came off there against Tottenham, bro. They played really nice, man. Like, they dominated the game. They dominated tempo. They dictated absolutely everything. And I can see them just continuing that form, you know. But I don't think they're going to dominate Liverpool. But just, but again, like they, they're going to be able to score. But, but no, nah, I just think Zaha and Edward on the counter. I think they'll get something. But I think yeah. Liverpool will win. It'll be two one, or you know what? I'll be respectful of Liverpool. I'll say three one. But Palace will play very well, and I think it'll be a good watch. I got two one, bro. Just because, uh, yeah, two one, two one, bro. That's what I'm gonna stick with. All right, next game, City versus Southampton. Is it going to be like another 5-0 kind of job? That's what it's looking like. I'll say 3-0 Manchester City. Thank you for coming, Southampton, but you don't look like you have too much up to this point in the season. I definitely see them down towards the relegation zone, bro. I can see 3-0 Man City as well, too, bro. Just the way that, that, that team just set up real nicely, bro. I'll say 3-0 just to be nice and respectful, but it could get bad. Yeah, this could end up a 5 no easy, bro. <laughs> yeah. The next match, our first true, actually, yeah, I don't really consider Leeds a relegation zone team, but um, our first true relegation zone, like, six-pointer affair. Norwich at Carroll Road versus Watford, a battle of the first and second teams out of the championship last year. 
Norwich on no points. Watford traveling to Carroll Road with their only points coming in a 3-2 victory against Villa on opening day. I think Norwich will get their first points of the season. Yeah, I got to work. I think Norwich will win. I think Norwich will win. I'm holding my hands up. Norwich City get their first victory in the 2020 or the 2021-22 Premier League season at home to Watford on Saturday the 18th of September. I agree with you, brother. I got a 1-0 win for Norwich. Pookie goal. I was going to say 2-1. 2-1? Yes, 2-1. I think Pookie scores the winner, but I think Norwich will win. I I don't know. I just it's kind of now or never. <laughs> Do or die. Like, yeah, it's it's that sounds dramatic to say, but it's kind of now or never for them over there. Like they had a tough start to the season. Their first four fixtures were Liverpool City, uh, Leicester, and Arsenal. I understand that. But now Norwich City are in a bit of a softer place, and I'm looking at them to start picking up points. So, yes, I think Norwich will win. Watford, I apologize, but I think you're going to have lost your fourth in a row. Yep. You know, I think the best game at that time frame is going to be the Liverpool Crystal Palace game. I think that's like the, the most exciting watch. 100%. That's what my TV is going to be turned in, tuned into. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to be watching Arsenal Burnley, that disaster class game on Liverpool Crystal Palace. I might, Arsenal, I might do Arsenal Burnley on like a second screen or something, but like, nah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not, bro. I, nah, nah, nah. They're not even second screen. Second screen is Norwich Watford. Nah. Yep. yep. Nah. I'm into relegations. I'm into relegation battles, bro. I'm into it. You're invested. I'm interested, bro. I'm interested. <laughs> well, if we lose that, if we lose this game, we're gonna be in relegation again. Probably, yeah. Probably, that's true. If you do lose, yes, because Burnley would go above you. Um, Leeds or New, well, Leeds are either getting points or Newcastle. Yeah, actually, you would. If you lost this game, you would go back into the relocation zone. No cap. I'm telling you, bro. It's, we're just down bad this year. <laughs> so the 9.30 kickoff, this one is interesting. Aston Villa versus Everton. Ooh, that's a that's going to be a decent game. Oh, yes. That's actually a decent That's actually a decent late kickoff on a Saturday. Uh, I think Everton have started the season well. But I think Villa have enough to beat them, especially if Everton have to play another match without Calvert-Lewin, and it sounds like they will. I think Villa has enough to get by them. I'll say 2-1 Villa. I was going to say 2-1 Villa as well, too, just because uh, Martinez is going to be back, Buendia is going to be back, and I even think Leon Bailey is going to be back as well, too. So they're going to have a, they're going to have their strong team out. Mm-hmm. Gonna be Oh, yeah, Watkins and, uh, and Dings are going to be playing as well, too. So... This is going to be – it could honestly end up 3-1. But then again, that's, I feel like that's just pushing it a little bit. I, I just – I have I have faith in Villa. I think they're better than the table currently suggests. They were better than losing 3-0 at Chelsea. They were very wasteful. But, um, yeah, I think they'll get their second victory of the season on Saturday. Of course, of course, of course. And that swings us to Sunday, one of the two – Early kickoffs on the Sunday. Brighton hosts Leicester at the Amex down south. I think Brighton continue the good momentum and defeat Leicester City. Do you think so? Yes. My second big call for the week, beyond actually it'd be my third, beyond Crystal Palace playing well and Norwich winning. 
I think Brighton will beat Leicester City. Brighton 2, Leicester nil. Brighton 2, Leicester no. See, I, I'm going to go the other way around. Leicester 2, Brighton no, bro. Just because the Leicester City team is just uh, fully fit, bro. Like, that team could definitely do damage. Last week, they just had a little a little bump because they were playing Manchester City, probably one of the best teams in the Prem. That's true. I could, uh, I could definitely see Leicester City scoring two past right in. I mean, it could happen. It wouldn't be fucking crazy. Uh, next game, West Ham without Mikel Antonio hosting Manchester United. Oh, man. I got a – this is going to be a bold one, bro, but I'm going to go 3-0 United. Ronaldo, another brace, or even a hat trick. I'm going to go 1-1. What? Yep, 1-1. <laughs> what? 1-1. West Ham gets something from – Hosting it, bro. Last year they were up two nil on United and lost. Like they, I swear they drew one one at Old Trafford. Or no, I could be wrong. I think you're wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I just, bro. Last year they did all right against United. I'll put it that way. I think West Ham. They've started decently. They've drawn their last two games. They're on eight points after four. Um, but yeah, I think West Ham will play well. I think they will. I could see them getting a point, and my bold prediction, well, another bold. I've been pretty bold this week. I think they will. The only thing I could see that will keep West Ham, like will hold West Ham down is Suchek and Rice in the midfield. But other than that, without Antonio, they're not going to be able to score goals, bro. Like, who, who's their, who's their other striker? Is going to be Yarmolenko? Yarmolenko's been... What they're going to do, what they would do is just play their usual attacking midfield three of uh, Fornals, um What's his face, Ben Rama, and then Bowen. Yeah, Bowen. and then they probably put Yarmolenko on top. Yeah, I just can't see that team, bro. It's, it's also the fact that Ronaldo, Ronaldo's coming back from scoring a brace, bro. He's he's hungry. He wants them goals. He's trying to prove a point. You know, I'm not saying Ronaldo's not going to score. I'm just saying United's not going to win. He can start... score. That's cool. I just don't think they're going to win. I don't know. I can't, unsee, I can't unsee what I've been seeing lately with them. I'm looking at them very funny. Hey, man. You could be right. I could be wrong, you know? You never know. That's true. And it, it also is a bit of wishful thinking, but yes, West Ham get a point off United. And then the last game on the Sunday, London Derby, Chelsea's third away trip of the season to another supposed big six team. Uh, Spurs hosting Chelsea on Sunday at 4.30 UK time at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, Will, what do you think about this? Um, I know Chelsea, I know Chelsea are going to win, but the thing that's going to that's gonna play a big role is if Sun's going to be fully fit for that game. If Sun's going to be fit, it's probably going to end up being like some a 3-2 Chelsea win. Actually, not even that. Yeah, actually, three-one Chelsea one because your Chelsea's backline has been amazing this so far, bro. Like it's it's hard to break that backline down. We only conceded once. Say it again. We only conceded once. Exactly. So it's like not even three-one. I could I could see a three-no win for you guys because the way Tottenham played last week against Crystal Palace, bro, they just couldn't dictate anything, bro. Like their midfield was awful. They were just getting swamped even before the red card. Yeah, they they just couldn't get control of the game at all. And mm-hmm. with the way that uh, Chelsea play with their the whole three back system and the midfielders and the left forward, right forward, bro, like you guys dictate the tempo a lot. And 
every time you guys do get a hold of tempo, that's just the GGs for whatever team you're playing because you guys just end up creating chance after chance after chance, and you guys just score the men because Lukaku is just that insane. So let's go. I got. I I'm a, I'm gonna be bold. Three three one three one Chelsea one. I'm gonna say two nil Chelsea. Um, <laughs> it's important to note Sun did not travel to France for their Conference League game tomorrow. They held them back. Um, it sounds they sound pretty non-committal about whether or not he's going to play on Sunday. I'm tempted to say he's not going to play, just because I can't really see because it's um it's a muscle injury, right? It's a yeah. calf injury. It's 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 something. it's a calf injury. That's what it is. I okay. I just can't see him being rushed into this situation this early in the season. I could see him coming off the bench for probably like the last. I could see him appearing. I'm not going to sit here and be Son plays 90 minutes against Chelsea at the weekend. I don't think that'll happen. He could come off the bench for like 25, 30 minutes, maybe. I could maybe see that situation happening, but I don't. I just tend to err on the side of caution. I don't think Son is going to start. If Son does not start, I don't know what Spurs are going to do for dynamism in their attack. And and that's the options. That's why I gave uh that's why I gave uh Spurs their that three one just because I feel like probably like when Sun comes on probably the seventieth or whatever minute in I could just see them clicking because without him like they just can't click their their attack doesn't click it just doesn't work it's it's really weird to explain it but well their only dribbler is Lucas Moore like they have no one else who can like take players one v one or create anything yeah. They had a bunch of static players against Crystal Palace. It was weird. But um, no, nah, I mean, Chelsea, we've had our own creative issues. But I think with Spurs, also, they've got, like, Tanganga suspended. I don't think Sanchez is fit. Eric Dyer went off against Palace, so we don't know if he's going to play at the weekend either. They've all of, all of a sudden, they have a cluster injury issue with center back, which they mm-hmm. weren't really blessed with the strongest center backs to begin with. And I could just see Lukaku taking advantage of a makeshift center back pairing. I could see that as well. That's that's what uh that's the biggest thing right there is Lukaku's just such a such an amazing striker. He could definitely take advantage of any makeshift center backs or just any center backs in general, bro. That guy's just a baller. Lukaku has been four goals in four games, but um yeah, I mean I think we'll win. So uh to rewind through our predictions for match day five we are in agreement on a Leeds win on friday night at st james's park against newcastle we both think wolves are going to beat brentford albeit by different scores we both think arsenal are going to draw with burnley albeit by different scores sadly <laughs> yeah so um arsenal fans talk to your boy do not talk to me uh, we both think Liverpool are going to beat Palace, but Palace will score a goal. We think Southampton are going to get sent to the gates of heaven by Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Probably going to happen. And we are both locked in on this relegation battle between Norwich and Watford, in which we think Norwich are going to win. So, uh, Norwich, don't embarrass us. Don't come out and lose 3 0. Yeah, watch them get clapped, bro. That's going to be. Yeah, don't fucking embarrass us. I like to sound smart sometimes. Uh, Villa, we both have them beating Everton. Yep. The major points and disagreements come with the next two matches. I think Brighton are going to beat Leicester. You think Leicester are going to win. Yep. You think United are beating West Ham 3-0 with some Ronaldo magic, and I think they're drawing 1-1 because I'm all for chaos and stupidity. 
<laughs> but uh, we're, we're both in agreement regarding Chelsea and Spurs. You said 3-1. I said 2-0. I personally can't see Spurs scoring regardless of who plays. But, um, yeah, that's so that, co- that about covers it for match day five. Let me just check real quick. Let me see. Off the top of my head, I don't know who's leading the golden boot chase so far. Got to be somebody on four goals, right? Four goals is the highest. Yeah. So is that Mikel Antonio still? Let me pull it up real quickly. It is, yes, still Antonio. Bruno Fernandez is uh, in second. Uh, they have a bunch of people on three now. Okay. So, like, yeah. So, my, your pick at the beginning of the season was who? Lukaku? Yeah, I said Lukaku. I said Lukaku. Although, did you make that pick before Ronaldo was on United? Uh, no. Actually, that was uh, we, we talked about it when uh, Ronaldo was already at United. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I was going to give you a chance to amend that. My pick was Mohamed Salah. Yep. I will, this will be the last chance. I'm going to, Throwing a bit of a special segment. Last chance to amend these things now that we've seen five matches. I'm still going to stick with Salah. I'm going to shift over to Ronaldo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to shift over to Ronaldo, bro. Just like right. the, he, those goals he scored, bro, they, they were so dumb, but they were they just went in, bro. Yeah, like yeah, People, yeah. people are you. scared of him, bro. I hear you. So um, now for assist, I picked Pogba. I think you did as well. Yeah, there's no way. No one's going to Yeah, he's on seven. Next closest person's on three. So, yeah, no thank you. Although, shout out to Abdullah Decore for having three assists so far in the Premier League. My yep. guy. And then for, for clean sheets, I said Mendy. Who did you say? Uh, I think I said Mendy as well, too, because I'm a Mendy fan. For, do, you want to, do, you want to, do you want to change? Because I do not. No, I don't. the The Chelsea backline is just too good. Mendy's just yeah. an insane keeper as well, too, bro. I think he's very underrated. Okay. Do you have any difference of opinions in top four? Not in terms of order, but in terms of teams. No, I, f- I feel like it's about right. And do you have any difference of opinion in relegated teams? Not about right as well. Because <laughs> I said I don't remember the third team. I said was it Southampton? Yeah, I think uh, the thirteen was Southampton. I think we were both stuck between Southampton. Because we both agreed on – well, I said Norwich and Newcastle for sure. You wanted to say Burnley, and I was willing to throw Southampton in there. Yeah. I think that last spot is going to be between Southampton and Watford and maybe Burnley if they don't get it going soon. But I'm actually going to shift that to Watford. I think Southampton will stay up. Because I think Watford are going to sack their manager soon. I'm also predicting them to lose to Norwich. So that's going to go a long way to, like, bad, like, pressure. Mm -hmm. I think Watford will be that third team to go down. I can see it happening, but the issue with the – to be honest, Burnley's future is going to lie within against Arsenal, you know? If they somehow manage to get a draw, then Watford goes down. If they manage to lose, then, yeah. Actually, it could still be between Watford and Burnley, to be honest with you. It could be. I think it's Watford, Burnley, and Southampton are going to be around there, right? I think Watford are going to go down. Yeah. Burnley, uh, we'll talk about it a few podcasts from now, but Burnley hosts Norwich before the international break. That will be a huge fixture. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a, a big game. It's going to decide a lot. But, yeah, so um, we're pretty confident with our picks, guys. Uh, that's about it for preview or reviewing match day five. 
or no, four. We're going to step into match day five now, right? Yep. Yeah, we've all played four games. Um, yeah, so if I've been saying match day five the entire time, I apologize, guys. It's been match day four. But um, yes, match day five kicks off. Time of recording is Wednesday, about, well, not nah, Tuesday. It'd be Thursday morning, 2 a.m. UK time. So, um, yeah, you guys, the Premier League is back in under 48 hours. We will have this out to you before then. Any final words before we log off, Will? Uh, other than just thank you for everyone who takes the time to listen to us, man. Like, we appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who supports, all the retweets, all the follows, everything, man. We have nothing but love for you guys. Yes, yes. Much love and much respect to all of you who play your part in helping us grow this thing. Because we do enjoy it. We like hanging out. We like talking shit. And, I mean, we love the Prem. So, um, more episodes to come soon. Uh, little Birdie told me to look out for a Champions League match day one review coming your way nice and soon. So um, mm-hmm. you guys will have a special bonus episode at some point this week or over the weekend to chew on. But um, yes, until then, guys, this has been your host, Peter, and your co-host, William, logging off for Football Not Soccer episode three. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the fixtures. Get in touch with us if you have any questions. Thank you to everybody participating in the polls and all that good stuff. And we will catch you guys at a later time.